Hi, and welcome to Creative Conversations for the Soul, the podcast that speaks to inspiring individuals and curious minds, lifting the lid on what it means to embrace true, wholehearted creativity. I'm Amber, and I'm your host. I'm a copywriter, writing mentor, and content strategist at The Wild Wordsmith, creating soulful stories for free-spirited brands. Today, I want to talk about creativity and sobriety. That's right, I am ripping the band-aid off. It's a really personal topic for me, so I'm a little bit nervous, but I think it's an important one to talk about. It's a mini solo episode, so just enough time to pour yourself a drink, cup of tea, some hot chocolate, whatever you fancy, and take 10 minutes away from the desk. I really hope you enjoy it. Hello, pals. You may not realise, but I normally script these solo episodes. I guess it's just the writer in me. I want to see a page of writing, perfectly laying out what I'm going to be talking about, so that I feel confident enough to turn the microphone on and start nattering away to you. But I've decided for this episode, I'm not going to do that. And it may come out as a bit of a ramble, but I want this one to come purely from my soul. I want it to be just the words that spill out of me, the things that I'm really thinking right here in this moment. Because the topic is one that is really, really important to me. And I think I always underestimated how big of a part it played in my life, actually. So when this episode airs, I will be six months sober. It almost feels quite dramatic to say that. That it's a bit silly for me, a 29-year-old girl, to be going about, you know, going off on the fact that she's sober. You know, it's not like I'm an alcoholic or have an issue with alcohol. Well, that's what I've always told myself anyway. The reality, I think, is a little bit different. However, I think where I've always had that internal narrative where, you know, I told myself that no, you would, you know, you'd only stop drinking if you were outside the pub at nine in the morning, ready to get your first pint, or you were knocking back your like painkillers with a glass of whiskey. You know, you don't need to really stop drinking unless you're the extreme example of someone who has an issue with alcohol. But the fact is, alcohol is something that I've always struggled with you know, my entire adult life, but but not even my adult life since the age of 13, really. It's something I've never had a good relationship with. Whenever I think back to the things that I regret the most in my life, you know, those things that when you're lying in bed at night, it's just there at the forefront of your mind, that horrible beast of anxiety. Nine times out of 10, those events involved alcohol. My friends have described it as Jekyll and Hyde. The amber without alcohol is completely different to the girl who has had a few glasses of wine or the girl that's blackout drunk, the girl who's 
throwing up the next day for 12 hours because her body just can't handle that toxic hideousness. But, you know, for the longest time, we just saw it as a joke. You know, Amber's the one that gets drunk. Amber's the party animal. You know, she's the one that you can rely on to make a fool out of herself. And I played along with that joke because if I didn't, I'd have to admit that there was an issue there and that it was something I did need to stop. It was something that if I wanted to be happier and more focused and to stop making these big mistakes, I guess, in my life, I needed to stop. I needed to cut it entirely. Going sober for me didn't happen after some ridiculous night. You know, you know, you often will hear people saying, oh, I'm never drinking again when they've got the world's worst hangover. And it wasn't like that for me. Because in the last year, I haven't had to be blind drunk to feel the hideous ramifications afterwards, to be riddled with anxiety for an entire week, to switch my phone off because I didn't want anyone to speak to me because I was so worried that I'd said something embarrassing. It could happen after two drinks, even one. My body and my brain just couldn't take it anymore. So one time I just woke up and I just decided. I just said, I can't do this anymore. I can't live this way. Because especially last year, with the pandemic, alcohol just became this crux for me. You know, I didn't even have to have an awful day or a huge reason to celebrate. I wanted to have that drink waiting for me in the fridge because otherwise I couldn't unwind in the evening. And I feel almost ashamed saying that out loud. I need to keep reminding myself that it isn't a sign of weakness and that my acknowledging that and understanding that I don't want that to be the case for me anymore, that's what I have to focus on and what I have to celebrate. So I did, I just, one day I just decided and I didn't do it alone, so to speak. I... I was involved in sort of a few communities that I'd really sort of started to follow in the months previous, um, things like Sober Girl Society. There's some really fantastic communities out there for sobriety, especially for younger people. And I just really threw myself into everything they were creating, any online events they put on. Sober Girl Society in particular brought out a book, which was just it just blew me away, actually. It was the first thing I've ever read to do with sobriety that actually changed my mindset and made me start thinking about this different way of living in a wholly new way. So I've, I just really absorbed everything I could to just feel less alone. It helped that my best friend was also going through this same journey as I was. So we were able to support one another, to be there for one another whenever we 
you know, say there'd been a really bad day and all I wanted to do was go and get a bottle of wine. I could call her and talk to her about it and vice versa. And that helped, that helped so, so much because while I wasn't having, you know, withdrawal symptoms or anything like that, I did want to drink. I felt the need to fill my spare time when I wasn't working with alcohol. And as time went on, you know, as the weeks went by and then the months went by, I realized how unhealthy that was. I also became so aware of how rife that culture of alcohol is all around us. You know, I really started noticing it everywhere. Every TV show, it was, you know, pouring glasses of wine when things were going wrong. It was the the pictures on Instagram of gin o'clock. It was wine Wednesdays. And I'm not saying any of those things are wrong. I'm not, this podcast isn't attacking anyone who does drink because Lord knows most of you will not have the relationship with alcohol that I have. But what I'm saying is you very quickly realize how it is everywhere you look. So it really is no surprise that someone like me would feel like she just had to drink at any given moment, you know, any spare moment, any given moment that she needed a lift or, yeah, she wanted to relax or any reason, basically, because it's everywhere. No matter where I turned, there was something to do with alcohol there. I also found as I was sort of going through this journey so far, and I still have these questions now, is the question of, is this just another way for me to restrict myself? You know, I'm already on a vegan diet. I don't drink caffeine. I, you know, there's a lot of ways I've restricted sort of my diet already. And I just thought, you know, is this just another way for me to take control of something? But that, my friends, is just the way my brain works. I have to question everything that I'm doing. I can't just accept it at face value to trust myself that I've made this decision for the right reason. Because I know realistically that that isn't the case. Because I'm not restricting myself. I'm actually freeing myself. Now that I'm not sort of bound by this I hate to say obsession, but it would sometimes border on obsession with drinking. And, you know, especially if I was in a situation where I was nervous, getting so drunk that I then just became a person I didn't ever want to be, that it was holding me back from really living my true, my true self. Because I do feel like such a different person without the presence of alcohol in my life. You know, apart from the quite physical impact. So the fact I sleep better, I can concentrate more, I don't get lethargic during the day. It's my mind more than anything. I just have such clarity. It's as if I'm seeing colours in a different light now. I'm so aware of how I want to fill my time. Even down to in the evening, I actually will sit and read a book or roll out my yoga mat or do some writing because the second I'd had a drink, I wouldn't want to do any of those things. I would just want to sit there and just slob out on the sofa. 
But now there's that fire inside of me and that focus to, to want to do more. And, you know, of course, sometimes I still want to slob out on the sofa because, hello, that can also be fantastic. But the motivation is back. And I'm so grateful for that and so happy about it. I also genuinely believe that I'm more creative without alcohol because I feel like I can access all the parts of my mind and my creativity that I need to. My writing is better. I'm writing more. It's, it really has been transformative and I can't see it changing. Not anytime soon. Anyway, I have no want to change it. Again, I really don't want people to think that this podcast episode is me telling people they should stop drinking, telling people that if they do drink, they're doing something wrong, because it's not at all. I wish that I had a relationship with alcohol where I could just enjoy a glass of wine here and there and it not tip over into some hideous, monstrous version of myself. You know, I'd love it if I didn't have hangovers where I was drowning in anxiety, throwing up, unable to eat. I wish I had that. I really, really do. But I don't. And it has taken me this many years to accept that and to be okay with it, to own it even. I I don't know whether I will at some point drink again. You know, I often hear people say to me, oh, but what about on your wedding day? What about on your 30th? What about this and the other? Right now, how I feel, I don't want it. I don't want it in my life at all. I almost feel nervous and anxious about the thought of one day drinking again. So I'm going to roll with it, guys. I'm going to keep going, see where it takes me, see what I learn about myself and just embrace any new senses of, I don't know, just any new things that come my way. If this is something that any of you listening have ever thought about before, please, please, please do get in touch with me and you know, just pop me a message on Instagram. It helped me enormously being able to talk to other people who had been through this process as well to find out that it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be and that there were so many wonderful benefits in store that I could never have imagined. So honestly, you know where I am if you want to chat. Hey pals, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I know it was a bit of a personal one and apologies if it was rather rambly, but like I said at the start, I really wanted this one to just come straight from my heart and I didn't want to filter it at all. It felt like a really important thing for me personally to do and I just hope that that rawness will help even just one of you in some way. If you are enjoying Creative Conversations for the Soul, I would love it if you could subscribe for your favourite platform. And if you had a moment or two, maybe you could even leave it a little review. This is still a very new podcast um, and any reviews will really help boost my reach. So it's something I would be really, really grateful for. 
My next episode is out in two weeks and it's another interview episode and I'm really looking forward to sharing it with you. Until then, stay curious and keep searching. Goodbye.